There is so much going on at UFC 196. If, in fact, it does happen, Raph, I don't think it's going to. I want to state publicly for the record. It's not going to happen. Something's going to cancel the entire event. But in case it doesn't, it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin, here to defend my belt. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this pre-196 week? Great. What's the belt? Uh, over under What'd you Kevin. get it for? Yo, you over are the Kevin champion won. of over under Kevin. I'm the namesake. It's not a championship. Not a championship? No. Nope. I thought uh, we just sort of gave it away to, you know, the nearest white person on the podcast, like the Oscars. Is that not? We're not doing an Oscar theme this year? First of all, I always win Oscar polls, so that would be really easy for me to win. Second of all, it goes to actually the most diverse person on this podcast, which is always me. Third of all, how dare you use your white privilege to try and take some championship belt you didn't earn? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. How like you? I was like, that's uh, pretty much my MO. Hey, I remember this card being better, and no, you I, you've said I say that all the time. You I do really do remember this card being better. Like, I felt like there was just... A few undercard fights that was like, oh, that's amazing. I no longer feel that way. little behind-the-scenes action for you guys. Whenever Kevin and I are off-air, it never fails that Kevin says the following. This card looks worse than I remembered it looking. And then somehow I'm supposed to make sense of it for him. Like, oh, no, Kevin, it's way better than you remember. And Text then, you your know, friend Joa Silva and let me know what the F is going on <laughs> with this card. I was saying that off-air he was blaming me. For how this card is going to look. But Kev, you know, we've already recorded a little bit earlier this week. Thank you guys so much for the great reactions and notes that we've gotten on that. We have been very excited to do that. But that means that we got straight to what it is we've come here to do, Kevin. Do you know what that is? It's over under time. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a true pleasure to bring somebody on on this podcast who actually knows what they're talking about in jiu-jitsu. Uh, we have our good friend from Derby City Mixed Martial Arts. We have Nick Chewy Alvin. Nick, how are you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Uh, thank you so much for letting us bullshit and uh, stay on the line that whole time. I love when we have those secret reveals because the entire time we're like, shh, be quiet, and then we'll bring you on. Well, I kind of wanted to jump in because I was kind of with Kevin on this. Like, you know, I, I, I thought about, you know, the card, and I was like, oh, looking through the fights, and now I'm looking through them. I'm like, I have no idea who some of these guys are. Well, great, and for those of you listening at home, there's all the more reason to go ahead and stay tuned and listen to the rest of this podcast. People are like, the, all the preview information I need. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, lucky for you guys, we are actually able to make some sense of it. We're going to have some fun, but first, let's learn a little bit about Chewy. Now, I've called you Nick before, and yeah. then you were like, no. It's a little weird. Okay, explain that. So, you know, when I first started training jiu-jitsu, you know, the, I got my nickname Chewy within about maybe a month into training. And then from that point on, I was never Nick anymore. I was Chewy, right? From that point, like before mm -hmm. Facebook, no one knew who Nick was. Mm -hmm. And so it's so weird now for like if someone comes into the gym, maybe they met me on Facebook or through like the blog or something, they'll come into the gym and they'll say, oh, hey, Nick, how's it going? And it seems almost just weird. So the only people that call me Nick are like family girlfriend and uh if, if i owe someone money or something <laughs> i like that you told me you're like that's a government given name government name and i started thinking about it i was like well i don't want to offend you obviously i mean i've seen your videos you have great jujitsu but the reason why you appeal to us so much is 
you guys have a very goofy vibe over at Derby City. And I mean, yes. you guys, you speak to mine and Kevin's inner jujitsu nerdiness. When you do things like wear Miami Vice blazers <laughs> and fight uh, jujitsu crime and bullying, which I think is hilarious. Where we first uh, met paths was, I believe you guys were doing a Boston Crab. So you guys have a rule on right. your team if you close out in jiu-jitsu. What's that rule? Yeah, so if we close out a division, like one, one of the things that happens a lot of times, right, if you go to a tournament, you have, you know, typically the gi or the nogi comes first. And then afterwards, you know, you have the next division. So you'll have, you know, whatever one, whichever one came first, you got to do the next one. And what was happening was a lot of times the guys would get in there for first and second and they would go really, really hard and end up injuring themselves or wearing themselves out. And then when they got to the next division, they were just completely crapped out. So what we did was instead, uh, excuse me, instead, we would basically roll, we would, Pick their favorite pro wrestling, you know, just pick one. Mm-hmm. And then they go would go out there and then they would just, you know, you get like the Stone Cold Stun or the Boston <laughs> Crab, whatever it is, right? And then when we get to the gym, we actually roll for the medals. But they just pick whatever they want to, their favorite pro wrestler, and they go out there. And it's the funny part is that, you know, some of the refs are really cool with it. And then like some <laughs> of the refs are like, they get irate about it. They're so pissed. <laughs> My favorite is, I think the Boston Crab video, you see the ref and he has that look on his face that's like, all right, come on with it. Well, he, he was he was kind of telling the guy like no, uh, there was no like <laughs> I don't think he really knew because the the guy the ref that was doing that he's was like a fairly new blue belt right like it, it was just like a local tournament so they threw him in there as the ref sure. and he was telling him no spine locks right so no spine locks because he had him in the Boston Crab and I mean you know we're all like laughing about it because they think it's real but whatever <laughs> I mean to be fair. Um, there are variations of the Boston Crab that work just fine for a footlock. So, and he you know, sold it pretty well. Oh, absolutely. That's the whole thing. And I, I love giving you guys a little bit of mess about that because I was like, you know, they could work on their their technique a little bit. And like a true instructor, you're like, we'll get right on that. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. All right, I can appreciate that. Kev, what if I were to tell you that these guys? I think it's part of your Halloween tradition. Mm. Um, Kev, what if I were to tell you that they actually roll in street clothes or whatever clothes? On one of the days. And they literally just say, come in with whatever it is you guys want to wear. Is that correct? So we, we say whatever, but typically we say uh, formal attire. So suits, <laughs> um, we had some dresses, you know, things like that. Any formal attire that you want to wear, that's what you're supposed to wear. Okay. <laughs> uh, Three-piece, if you're into that sort of thing. We had we had a several of them this year, yeah. Yeah, okay. I love this. First of all, good as, first excuse I've had to go to Kentucky in a really long time. <laughs> Like this is the first one that it's like, yeah, I'd go there for that. Be to be down. fair, Louisville's a little bit different than the rest of Kentucky. I'll, I'll that say I that. Definitely if, if, for. if you talk to like a person from Louisville, like it's it's way different than the rest of the state. So Louisville's pretty cool, man. Is that where you're from? Like, where does your story begin? Because you said you know you were given this name, Chewy, from there. Uh, did you get it because you're like the Star Wars character? Do you do? Uh, uh, the voice like how did that I know that you were given it and you didn't really have any control over it and B it's super cool that they gave you that re- right, right away because I don't have a nickname and I've been doing this for a while well so, so the nickname came as kind of a derogatory thing right like there was um, there's a guy he still trains with me um, named Mike Holly he was kind of like the abusive verbally abusive big brother that I never wanted <laughs> and so he was we were we were rolling one day and, and I'm just 
I was the like for you know like when people talk about the big white belt spaz, mm. I was the worst spaz you've ever seen. Like nobody was worse than me. I've still never met one worse <laughs> than me. I'd get up and stomp the mats and run around and and everything. Anyway, so there was one during the role. fight or just in no, celebration. Like no, no, afterwards, after I would get submitted, I would get up and smack the mat, stomp around, and like, let's go again. Like, you know, just like an asshole, right? Like, um, yes. Now I'm and so we were rolling one time, and I ended up elbowing him or something, and he called me a big dumb Wookiee. And so it went from big dumb Wookiee to Chewbacca, and then just Chewy for some reason it stuck. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing, and maybe people don't know this. If they're familiar with your work, they know you're kind of a big guy. I mean, I'm not small. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got the the perception I think would be is that you've got big man jiu-jitsu, but if you see the way that you're using your techniques and you're instructing, it's actually really really uh compatible I think to most people's games and that's what you want in jiu-jitsu. So to go from the, you know, spazziest of spaz guys to somebody who's super technical, very quick by the way, I think that's a good thing to show a nice evolution. So the story ends well for you. I suppose so. You know, I, I like the, the, um, I don't know, like the spaz thing. That's why I always like, I try to take up for the spazzy guys. Right. Because like, <laughs> I mean, I was one of you, right? Like I was, I was some young kid that I, do you guys remember the, like the ephedrine like stuff back in the day? Like the, so, so I was trying to like lose weight cause I had been this fat kid in high school. So I'm like trying to lose weight. So I'd come in there, hopped up on caffeine, which didn't help. And I was straight out of high school wrestling and I'm 18 years old. So I'm just like friggin' just bouncing off the walls. And so obviously just, you put all that together and you've got the, uh, the ultra spaz. Well, I mean, like I said, you've calmed down. You seem to have mellowed a little bit. I was going to guys... say, you too can turn into a competitive black belt if you just sit down, focus, uh, get a cool nickname. I'm just and just freaking train for years. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and there's that. Yeah, you have to get trained. That. Sorry, that little piece. We don't want to give that part away. <laughs> uh, well, you know, guys, I think now is as good a time as any. Kev, what do you have to say? You've been listening to you know Chewie come over here and tell a little bit about his backstory. What's going through your mind right now? Uh, well, I'm certainly not thinking about any black belt adult heavyweight final matches he's been in. Okay. Uh, I'm not thinking about that because that doesn't impress me here, Raph. <laughs> this isn't the mat, thank God. This is a podcast where I, we get to erroneously predict UFC 196. I think he needs to be much more careful before uh, I sweep him. To, to be to fair, use to come back on the metaphor, if you guys mm -hmm. just yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the sweep thing. Okay. Good job, Kev. I think it's a little overhanded. We Thanks. got it, Nick. To, to be fair, isn't this like the over under, Kevin? Isn't this the whole premise of this thing that you're so bad at picking the fights <laughs> no. that that's why we bring someone else in? Mm -hmm. No, no, that's Raph's premise. That's never that's been my Raph's premise. premise. I wanted I'm to sorry, do this alone Nick, as a segment where I just here. screamed who was going to win. I he want beat to go ahead that. and ask you, Kevin. Because you just said that's not – that's apparently not your motivation. Well, actor, tell me, what is your motivation? I internalize this, Raph. I take this very seriously. I'm yeah. not predicting – I'm – these. this is who I think is going to win. <laughs> I take this very seriously. I follow the Jake Gyllenhaal school of acting. Uh, <laughs> looks first, mm -hmm. followed by your gut, followed by vague statements that uh, highlight how good looking you are. I'd like to point out, Jake Gyllenhaal is an accomplished actor, and he's been nominated for an Oscar. So, yeah, that's he's what respected. he wants you to think. I, I mean, it's a fact. Anyway, let's go ahead and cue music for our next installment. <laughs> 
of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. And we're back. And that didn't take any time at all. Hey, guys. So for those of you new to this game, it's pretty simple. The way it works is we go through the entire UFC pay-per-view card. So for this particular instance, it's UFC 196. Now, mind you, this card has changed a couple times. So we're going with the best information that we have to date. If anything changes, it's not my fault. It's Kevin's. He's already claimed responsibility for it. It, So wholly responsible for 196. Absolutely. Uh, The way this will also work is I'm going to give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win in a given circumstance, in a given fight. We're going to do the card out of order. So, gentlemen, do you understand the rules? Yes. Yes. Great. Uh, Kevin? Definite. No, I get it. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Okay. I was wanting to make sure. Definitely. Because I uh, got into a speech this weekend about how I went to grad school, so I know how lines work condescendingly to my girlfriend's brother. And then I got skipped in line while I was giving the speech, and I didn't want that to happen again. So, Too real. Anyway, let's go ahead and go to the game, and we're going to go ahead and start off. Kev, you're going to lead us off with our very first fight. Wait, before I do, actually, I want to get uh, Chewy. Do you have any lines of trash talk that you would like to say to Kevin before we start? Oh, man, I don't have any trash talking lines. I'm terrible at trash talking. Are you serious? Why did we put you on here then? I, I asked you that same question. I was curious too when I Hold saw on. some Time of out. his credentials with the physical beatings. Jesus he's able Christ, to give. shut up, Kevin. You go over there. Uh, Listen, uh, Chewy, here's yeah. the thing. I've seen you on the mats. You're vicious. You have a great sense of attack. Mm. Why do you not use that in verbal form when you have a very sharp mind against mm-hmm. a very simple opponent? do you feel pity for him is that where we're at it's not pity so much as it is just you know i feel bad for the guy because we have a whole show that's premised on how bad he is at picking fights and then we bring people on to do it so i'm trying not to you know rub salt in the wound that's not the point of this that the whole point is to rub salt in the wound we wouldn't have a, a, a podcast if this didn't exist but see, be, by me saying that we're rubbing salt in the wound about how bad he's picking it, how bad he is at picking fights, therefore I'm still sort of talking trash in a way, right? Oh, wow. Using the logical approach. Wow. Kev, you see what he's doing there? Trying to sweep me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. You don't even see it coming. Frankly, he's up. talking the fastest I've ever heard someone from Kentucky talk, so I think we're fine. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, how am I supposed to talk like this? <laughs> I hope this was so. He just splashed. Dudes. I was like, "Rap, he just splashed me back to doing. five drives through that state." Sorry, <laughs> Rap was living in Kentucky, by the way. I did. So, I of the you two, years. both have a real Kentucky experience here. That I. What part of Kentucky did you live in, Raph? I lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm. Yep, definitely. It was. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but they were. Let's put it this way. And, you know, I know the Oscar is so white thing, whatever, diversity. Um, I never really actually experienced diversity in, or, like, racism in the bad way. Um, but I, I experienced in Kentucky what I in like. In the bad s- way was my favorite caveat. Because there's good racism. The right? There's good racism. Good there racism is a bad way. Bulk of our jokes. I don't know what you're talking about. And most of the people who listen to the show, believe me, they understand the good racism. But the bad racism... It's very bad. But the good racism is that type where it's sweet and they say things like, hey, Raph, 
have you gone to any of our Mexican establishments here and tried oh, out yeah, any of their yeah, food? Yeah. And I say, well, I love Mexican food, so, you know, Helpful can't really complain. <laughs> and you're trying to be very sweet, so thank you. Uh, every day is an education. Every day. All great. right, let's go to our first fight. Quit stalling, Kevin. The first fight is Vita Miranda Wrights versus Marcelo <laughs> Guramares. Easily the fight I spent the most time thinking about. <laughs> Here's why. Miranda is a great name, but Vitor Lex Luthor Miranda still ends with Miranda. I spent five and a half minutes thinking of Sex in the City nicknames, and I'm pissed because Raph did it better than me in two seconds. Raph, Raph, it was Vitor more of a Charlotte Miranda, which is easily <laughs> the best possible. Uh, all mine were terrible. This which one did you pick again? The best one I had was uh, Vitor Steve's ex Miranda, and it's like oh, you have to really love the show to even remotely get that. And yep. all you did was describe it. It's more of a Charlotte's a way better nickname, Thank and what you. he should have gone with. I think so. Who did you pick on that one again? Uh, Miranda. Okay. Thank you. All right, Chewie. Who you got for us on this? Fifteen on the clock. I'm going to go for Miranda because when I was trying to figure out who these two guys were, the UFC doesn't even have like a picture or any statistics or anything like that on their website. And it was it was slim pickings on sure dog as well. I like that. And I like that you actually went to the doggy on this one. So uh, congratulations on that. Nick, I have to ask you. I I think I know what he's talking about here, Raph, because Mm. um, Uh Marcelo Guimaraes has zero inches of reach listed. So right, it, he has zero, can, zero leg reach. That could be tough. That could be tough to do anything. He has you know, no I mean, legs or arms, and they're not saying he doesn't. They're just saying what he does have doesn't effectively get out there. So, you know. Kev, you yeah. were getting a little ahead of me, and I wanted to ask our resident black belt this very important question, which is this: When facing a shadow, mm-hmm. what are you looking most to attack? Because I feel like you don't really have a sense of what's going on. So, what is your best approach for sure. fighting a shadowy figure? I'm pretty sure you would go strictly on defense as that you can't necessarily attack a shadow. So, you know, maybe you would try to wait it out and see if it maybe, you know, I don't know if a shadow gasses out or something. But if Peter Pan teaches us anything, you can trick your shadow. Oh, you can trick the shadow. So, you know, maybe like Peter Pan teaches us anything. Set him up with like a guillotine and then, you know, sweep him out. I'm just... It's beautiful, Kevin. Uh, what do you have to say about Chewie's analysis there? He did go with the same pick you were, right? Yeah. Well, we both uh, we both uh, might have erred on the safety here okay. on this one, Raph. But mostly, I'm just glad you guys brought up Shadows, and it took me back to when I was in L.A. and we were watching Peter Pan live. Uh, <laughs> one of the best experiences of your life, I know. Uh, do you feel five. bad voting against somebody named Marcelo here, Chewie? Because Marcelos tend to be good at jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, but like Marcel's a pretty common name, isn't it? Like it's like John or something. Oh, he's insulting <laughs> the Marcelo name. I mean, before, no, no, uh, like tough talk there. Wise Nick. move in jujitsu. I'm just saying it's, it's like some it's big like Marcelo's in his like division. Smith, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it is. Uh, I'm so glad there's not a trace of my voice in that one. Uh, I'm, let's... I'm from Kentucky, right? I get a, I get a free card on that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have you take this next fight uh, here, Chewy. It is uh, Brandon Thatch versus Sayer Bad Erzur Adam. 
I'm going to go with Sayer just because, first off, I'm, I'm not going to try to say his last name, but Sayer, um, he, uh, he, he seems like he can endure a little bit longer than Thatch can. Thatch hasn't won a fight out of the first round. So, you know, I feel like Sayer's got a little bit, you know, there we go. Okay, okay. Kev, uh, we've got Nick here who says uh, he thinks the other guy is going to last longer. What is your thought? Yeah, I don't think Sahir Bad Zelda can overtake the Thatch, as I call him. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would love to see Afghanistan well represented in the UFC. I'm going with Brandon Thatch. Um, can we make a, a thing right here? Chewie, I want to ask you this. Can we just call Sahir Bad Zelda? Because it kind of looks like Bad Zelda, and I feel it's a better name. Don't try it. Don't try it. This is the biggest mistake I people make. Just call him the Great. Ooh, that's a great Year is a great name. Control Kev, let me ask you this. So you're going off of this based off of what again? Uh, thatch. And, okay. And uh, once I looked into his eyes at a grappling event, I think, Raf. <laughs> yeah? What do you remember the hair. most from that, yeah? We just respect each other's hair game. That was it. Your hair's gone, like, though, so you don't really get to say that anymore. First of all, my hair is still gorgeous. It's just not quite as long as it was. It's not gone. It's not like I didn't speed things up 40 years. He kept saying it was like a Samson kind of thing for you so that you cut yeah, it, you lose your true. power. So, I mean. Yeah. I definitely feel weaker. Okay. And like less of a man. I mean, it's never been an issue for you before. Anyway, let's go to our next fight. Nice. If you're going to lead us off on this, it's Corey Anderson versus Tom Lawler. 15 I had to look. I had to look at both of these guys to see if their records. I was like, when was the last time these two fought? I'm going to go with Tom Lawler because I'm on the record of hating Beaston 258 as a nickname. Okay. Chewy. I second the hate for the name, um, and I'm going to go with Tom Lawler. But I'm also going to go with Lawler because uh, they both fought Gian Volante, and Lawler beat him in the second round. Uh-oh, analysis. Wait, timeout, Raph, rule mm-hmm. infraction. Go on. Rule he infraction. Factual, historical things about the fighters. To Sustained. Uh, counselor, what do you have to say about yourself? I'll keep it. Uh, I'll, I'll keep the facts out of this. Thank you. I'll keep it all emotions. That's right. Emotions, <laughs> guts. J- judgments about the shadows. Oh, oh! Whatever I forgot. You... Tom Lawler has the best, uh, like the best weigh-in, like shenanigans, right? So it's true yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, he does. No lie, and uh, this is real talk. Um, we have a WWE BJJ week where people do uh, WWE moves in jiu-jitsu, and we were close to scoring Tom Lawler last year because he is a definite nerd about this stuff. And uh, like we don't know him, but somebody was speaking on our behalf and he was really close to doing something. He was like, I just don't have a cool move. And I'm like, when you guys are good at doing jujitsu, you have something you can contribute. So I feel for that alone. eh, We should give it to him because, you know, what if he finishes his fight and then he wants to do WWE BJJ week? I think we should leave that door open and I don't mind. I think so calling and texting him if someone just wants to go into iTunes, leave a five-star review, and Tom Lawler's number. That'd be really helpful. <laughs> or you could also tag Tom Lawler on <laughs> any kind of social media. Whatever. Uh, I think mine's pretty effective, but yeah, sure, gonna, I guess you could I'm not going to be too mad if you give us a five-star review for no reason. Uh, you could also his put home Tom address, his social security, if anyone's got... Uh, no, but his number would be helpful. Alright, we're going to go to the next fight. It is Amanda Nunes versus... 
Valentina Shevchenko. Chewy, you got this. I'm going with Nunes, man. She just she looked good in her last couple fights, and I don't know. The lioness versus the bullet. I'll go with the lioness. Okay, I like that. Kev, who you got for us? Yeah. Okay. Here's a quick quiz. True or false? Shevchenko, which is the coolest last name in history, has a gun tattooed on her hip. True or false? <laughs> True. True. It's sort of like going. It's sort of like side of her stomach. Yeah. Yeah. It's in between the rib hip area. Uh, decided, Raph. You know I have a rule about gun tattoos. No, I don't. Go on. Tell us what it is. I believe strongly in the Second Amendment, and that Second Amendment clearly exercises our right to be fuckholes about guns. And putting it on your torso? Done. Love it. What a statement. (laughs) The weirdest. Now, Kev's going the other way on this, and I'm glad that you guys are splitting because you've agreed on two, and I'm a little worried of how this is going to go here. But Chewy, what is your best profile? Like, If you were to roll with Kevin, what would you say his first move was? the equivalent to just in terms of his first three picks wait a second wait a second so c- go re-ask that question again yeah okay basically if you were to base the way that kevin is picking his picks what do you think based off of that would be kevin's first go-to move if this was a roll in jiu-jitsu an ugly scissor sweep Ooh. and it's very telling because that is something kevin likes he knows to do. me yeah he's not wrong that's not uh I'll go shooting for those knees with their right leg and just trying to move you out. <laughs> and Kevin, the same question, but remember you're talking about a black belt. No, yeah. I Thank you. Raph, don't do that. Don't caveat me because I was about to get all Brody and talk shit. Now mm-hmm. I'm like taking a deep breath. It's like, oh, I've, I've driven through Kentucky a few times. I might see him. I'd, I'd say if I had to predict, mm-hmm. uh, I'm chasing him around the mat trying to get him Ooh. to just engage. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you hear that, Chewy? He straight out said you're a points fighter, son. What? Just, you know, hey, it's uh, it, people think Spriggs is a great strategy, I think. He straight out said, you butt scooting? What? <laughs> Come on. Now, don't, don't call me a butt scooter. You can, call me, you can call me a lot of things, but don't you dare call me a butt scooter. I, I, it's like, uh, yeah, it's there's some things you just don't call people. Butt scooters, one of them. In the jiu-jitsu I like game. that that's the never. closest we've gotten to like inner rage. Oh man, yeah. I mean, like, th- there's a wrestler still inside of me. Call me a butt scooter. That's like, you know, I don't know what, what you would do. That's that's a, that's derogatory. <laughs> I have to ask this though because I am genuinely uh, curious about this. Do you ever have moments? Because I mean, you're an instructor. You can lay waste to a bunch of people. But do you ever have moments where the wrestler that like is still in there like resurfaces, and then you like realize you've hulked out, and you're like, uh oh, I just totally went to town on this poor white belt. Uh oh. Well, no, I mean, it been, you know, never with the the white belts, like, you know, me and some of the like, we just got done doing some team training and me and like one of the other uh, black belts from within the association, we basically had like a wrestling match out on the mat and we both walked off there with like some black eyes and stuff. So, I mean, that happened, but that was against another black belt, at least not a, I'm not going to thrash some poor white belt. I just always feel like there's going to be some sort of PTSD and that there could be a moment where you just go, <laughs> you're just holding a belt at the end and you go, what happened? Yeah. I was like, no one wants to thrash the white belt. That's yeah. just what just happens, happens on accident. Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to our next fight. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Diego Sanchez versus Jim Miller. Which, by the way, guys, according to our intel, is taking place at the top of the 
non-televised fight past yeah. prelims. By intel, he's still referring to my pre-show rants. I'm going with the nightmare friend of the podcast, Diego Sanchez, uh, because I think he's going to be pissed off and Jim Miller's going to still be trying to wake up for this 3.30 fight. Okay. Make, what time are we fighting? For, at brunch? What? Man, you, I, I feel like it's so hard to bet against Diego Sanchez. He's just a crazy bastard. So, like, I'm... And he's got some new tattoos, it looks like. So I'm going to go with him. <laughs> yeah, whatever Let they me ask you your this question. Photo. Kevin, we'll come back to you in a second. You noticed new tattoos. Does that really weigh a major factor for you? Do you look at somebody and say, they got some new tattoos. I got to bring the A game out now. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I do have to ask you this now. So. Between these two, let's just assume our intel is good and they are fighting on Fox. I'm sorry, fight past prelims. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? A few things. One, really, like if I have to choose between, and I know that I love the last name, Miranda. It's like Diego Sanchez and Jim Miller might be a better fight than Sahir Bada's Bad Zelda and Brandon Thatch. <laughs> Put that okay. fight up where the televised list viewers are watching, please. Wow. I, I really appreciate the uh, almost Dusty Rhodes-esque lisp that you're adding to the end of that one. Chewy, well, I got rap. a question. Darren Elkins versus Chas Skelly is going on first. Fox Sports 1. Sorry. Calm down. Chewy, my question for you is, if that is the case, do you potentially see an argument that they're trying to beef up their uh, fight pass fight. So they want to give people fighters that they recognize at the top of the fight pass prelims. Do you think that's a possibility? Maybe, but I mean, I'm kind of there with him. Like, why are you, you have Diego Sanchez on the fight pass? Like he should be at least, I mean, even in like Volante and Latifi, Latifi, yeah. I don't know how to yeah, say it. Like, Latifa. I mean, yeah, Queen Latifah, the <laughs> sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, put those guys up there. It's like you know, I could. I was so surprised to see that, right? Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez fighting on the damn early prelims. Yeah, it's tough, and I, I really don't know how to explain that other than uh, obviously those guys deserve more. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll still get people to tune in. And my other question is, are they both close to on the way out for the UFC? Because maybe that was the other part of that is that they're just kind of slide scaling, and they go, eh, we can put them there. Dana I'm pretty sure that's probably good. They both took a call from Bellator and was like, just for taking that fucking call, you're benched. Yeah. You're fighting at 2.30. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kevin, you brought up a good point. Jim Miller, he may want the uh, whole thing to be done earlier so that he can go, uh, you know, get some PBR right afterwards. (laughs) Jim Miller is going to be drunk during or after this fight shortly. Like he will be wasted before uh, Eric Silva hits the cage. Kevin, I'm going to have to ask you to put a bookmark in day drink fighting because we'll oh, come back to God, that on another in our podcast. Alt rules. Yeah, our, mm-hmm. our, our alt rules podcast, day drink fight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and go to our next fight. This one is going to require 20 seconds of explanation. We're going to have Chewy start off. It is Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Go. Yeah. Um, am I supposed to be factual or not factual? So, you can like, be factual. Yes. Just be smart about it. Okay, well. Man, come on, Holly. I mean, Holly Holm destroyed the Ronda Rousey in a way that none of us thought you know anyone was going to. I think that Misha Tate will still give her a better fight stylistically, um, but Misha, I don't think Misha Tate's winning. Okay, okay, Kev, Misha Tate, Misha. 
tea. Uh, why? It's easy. Holly had one very good fight against someone who fought her as dumb as fucking possible. Uh, I know that person <laughs> was Ronda Rousey, but frankly, if I knew I was going to be in Roadhouse, I'm not focused. It's Misha Tate. Misha Tate's going to surprise us on this one. Okay, uh, that's a very big possibility. And uh, you know the guy who's bet on, I believe, uh, Kevin's beloved Royals won a whole bunch of money doing that. He apparently now is putting out 77000 of his money. Dave? Yes. Oh, how much did you say? 77 k Damn. For who? On Misha Tate. Because mm. the odds are so stacked against her. Now, uh, Chewy, let's say you had tons of money. Would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think she stands a better chance. She's, I think the wrestling is a little bit better. And like, like he said, I mean, you had Ronda Rousey just fighting her like an idiot, just t- standing there and you know, trading punches with a boxer. I'm just going to run at her as hard as possible and see what happens. Oh, it didn't go well. Better <laughs> do it again. Ah, oh, mister. The, round is three is the, the main, charm. Sorry. Is she going to be the main character in Roadhouse? Doesn't yeah, I matter. believe so. I believe she's uh, more different Patrick Swayze in this. Oh, that's so... <laughs> uh, it's it's perfect. It's all Chewy, it is. Chewy. Yeah, I feel like you like me shared appreciation for the finer things in life like Roadhouse. How many times have you seen Roadhouse and why are you so angry about that, it seems? Well, I feel like MMA is starting to like just crap on my like childhood. Like we had the uh, <laughs> Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock fight. Like how fight awful was tender, I know. God, how awful was that? That was like my childhood just like just crapped on right there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy seeing your status go up that said, my childhood's done. Good night, everybody. And I just realized how much anger had to be there for you. Um, I think that we had all come to a term of, well, this is terrible and we're just going to get through it together. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know that anybody's wrong here. Kev, uh, let me ask you this. You are fixated on this whole idea of Ronda Rousey. Is she the key? Like, don't you feel that this is still going to be a different fight comparatively? Do we need to use Ronda of Rousey as a metric? Be. So, first of all, I think Misha Tate's more hungry. And, yes, we should use Ronda Rousey because it's a valid point. Holly Holm knocked her out. Holly Holm was also the first opponent that just didn't look scared of her and make a huge mistake. Misha Tate isn't going to get punished for those grappling mistakes that she's made. Uh, she might be. She is the more superior grappler in this fight. Uh, she's one hell of a striker, too. I just think she brings some stylistic advantages. And Holly Holm's first big win was against Ronda Rousey. It's like, this is a shallow division. People she beat up beforehand, she didn't beat up like she beat up Ronda. So I'd like to see her do it again. Uh, I've seen Tate do it quite a few times. And I don't think Holly Holm beats a sharp Ronda Rousey. I'll That's leave that there. All right. Well, we'll we'll go ahead and put a pin there because I feel some of the viewers or the listeners – just have a lot of questions, and rather than show take? Kevin, mm-hmm. was, rather I than there was a lot of hot takes. That was four in a row, but somehow I'm voting for Tate, and I do love Holly Holm. It's just, uh huh. It's just, it's great when you know that your co-host is totally making the opposite of the case they made there. So you just try and like cover for them and move on. I'm in the case. I'm in on this. All right. Tate's get out grappler. <laughs> if if it ends via wow. triangle choke. I might get a tattoo. No. Do me a favor. Just to scare please, Chewy. Please, please, please. Tattoo of what? No. Uh, no, Raph, we need to hash this out. 
uh, Misha. You should Tate get a gun tattoo in your triangle. <laughs> oh God, with Misha Tate's face on the trigger, like is she's like the mechanism for the triangle, and yeah, instead of a bullet, it's like two legs. No, this sounds terrifying. I'll work on the tattoo. <laughs> All right. Anyway, can't say I haven't tried, Kevin. We we worked on it. All right. <laughs> we gave it our all. Kev, did you do that last one first? No. That's no, I, didn't. Uh, I did second. All the more reason why you're going to do this one first. It's Julian Eraser versus Teruto Ishihara. <laughs> um, so I feel very strongly about this fight, Rap. Strongly. Okay. You know I've been following my boy Yashabo since his days in Little Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his chances to beat this Seattle guy named Juicy J. I'm going with Teruto Ishihara. Okay, good. And I definitely know what Yashabo, the nickname, means. Uh, we'll come back to you for that. Uh, Chewie, what do you got for us? I'm going with Juicy J. You can't say that with a straight face your without explaining. Yeah. <laughs> so it, please tell us why you're going with Juicy J. Because I'd really like to know if, like, in the gym, if everybody calls him Juicy. Oh. Like, like if you're like, hey, yo, Juicy, what's up? <laughs> God. It's that rare and, moment where nicknames on. and uh, stripper nicknames are kind of the same thing. Well, like Rep. people call me Chewy. Like they actually call me Chewy. Do they call him Juicy? I want to know. Is, is he under the impression Joe Rogan's going to ask that if he wins? So, because <laughs> has he done that before? Well, I think he should. You know, what? I'll tell I'm you guys this. Too. If you guys are watching the uh, miniseries, The People versus O.J. Simpson, uh, they've recently put up a video, which is essentially something I said I was trying to get people at my work to do for me. I didn't want to edit this video myself. But I said somebody should compile every time David Schwimmer says the word juice because instead of saying O.J. or you know saying his full name, he just kept saying juice, juice, you got to put down that gun, juice. No, Uncle Juice is not bad, Kim Kardashian. Uncle Juice is a good man. And he says it so many times that there's like a three to four minute supercut of him saying it. So, yes, I guess what I'm saying here is maybe juice. Kev, maybe possible, Kev, maybe Juice could take. <laughs> maybe this that's one. all they'll talk about if he wins. Then I stand corrected. That's when Joe Rogan goes, Juice, now walk me through what you were doing here. <laughs> Tell us about it. All right, let's go to our next fight. It is Eric Silva versus Nordin Talib. Kali, and uh, we'll go with uh, Chewy on this one first. Eric Silva, he he can't make it out of the first round, man. So, you know, again, Talib's a fairly tough guy. He'll last the first round and eventually win the fight somehow. <laughs> and the fight somehow has never been uttered on any of our previews ever before. But I like it. I like the idea there. Kev, what do you got for us? Uh, so Nordine Talib has the best abs, which, as you know, <laughs> is a category I factor in. Mm-hmm. But Eric Silva has what I like to call the it factor. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Eric Silva. And what's that that it factor, Kev? What does it consist of? How does one have the it factor? It knocks the shit out of Nordine Tlaib, and then they have the it factor. Mm, it's a okay. retroactive title. That's why. Oh, okay. So they really don't think too much about the logic of how it works, right? No. Okay, good. All right, let's uh, ask you this right here. Um, you were saying that he doesn't get out of the first round, right, Joey? Yeah, well, he gets out of the first round, but if he gets out of the first round, he doesn't win. But he does, excuse me, he doesn't win out of the first round. Gets a little tired. 
Interesting. He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. Have, have you guys ever like seen him in person? He's huge. I, I have not. Have you seen him in person? And where? Yeah, he's, he's a huge guy. I saw him. Um, I was coaching a guy um, who fought on one of the cards. It was in like, I guess it like San Jose or something mm-hmm. uh, in the Bay Area somewhere. And, uh, you know, was walking down the hallway. And, you know, and I'm at the time I was like 205 pounds walking around. And I mean, he dwarfed me. He was a huge guy. So I don't know if he's just got he has a, you know, a lot of weight that he cuts or something. But, man, like he looks great for that first round. But if he doesn't make it out of the first round, he just that's it. <laughs> Does he give you the acknowledgement that other big guys give each other, which is like, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm I see you, you up. And yeah. I like what is what, what do we give? Do big guys give each other? acknowledgement? Absolutely. This, you guys need to do a study of yeah. actual big guys saying what's up to each other. It's very different. Is this just like some sort of like like hate towards big guys? Because no, 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 no. Huh? First of all, I, hate. Oh, is this come on? Is this just, is this this whole thing like like where like a like a little guy does jujitsu and it's like oh he's so super technical the big guy doesn't oh he's just a big guy he's just a big guy he doesn't have any technique yeah sure he passed my guard and totally put me in this weird compromising fucking crucifix and it was really technically beautiful but I mean he used his size. He only did it because he's stronger than me. Absolutely, That's how exactly. jujitsu works. <laughs> I don't hear you refuting it, so I guess that's fact now. Let's oh, go what, to oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot about the question. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Let's go to our next fight. Um, Chewie, you're going to lead this one off. It's Justin Salas versus Jason Sago. I am going to go with J-Bomb because he has a better nickname. Which one's J-Bomb? Justin Salas. Okay, because they both have J in their name. So, like, they're could both be J-S. Sag- exactly. Yes, uh, yeah. Sago's a bad name. Who do you got for us, Kev? <laughs> so, uh, I want everybody to go to UFC.com and look at Justin Sago's photo. And look at the emotion in those eyes. It's either going to scare you or make you think he's a kitten inside. I want to find out. I'm going with Jason Sago. Wait, I'm sorry. You gave the possibility that he's a kitten on the inside. Or a psychopath. He's one of the two. He's either a psychopath or a kitten. Yeah. Let's stick on this kitten thing. Kittens are great MMA fighters, Raph. Are you joking? Uh, A well-trained kitten, Mm -hmm. very, a lot of dexterity. You're not going to be able to get him. No takedowns. Not even non-starter. Uh all four limbs are used actively in emergencies. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good in fighting. Chewy, you seem to know maybe the most about actual fighting here. Um, cats, good fighters? Cats are like the jiu-jitsu uh, fighters, whereas I feel like dogs are wrestlers. Oh. So I guess it depends on what what you're going for. But I will say that Jason Sago does have a – a bit of a strange look on the picture on the UFC. He could be a serial killer. But do you get or, or kitten, a kitten off of him? Right. Or kitten. What's but that? Do you get that? Do you get the feel of a kitten off of that? Uh, and second of all, yes, I did hear myself out loud asking, <laughs> do you get a kitten vibe off of him because of the I've already won. insane stupidity of my co-host? But yes, do you get that vibe? I... I I've never. I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm not really good at determining a kitten vibe on someone. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm just going to leave that one just unanswered. Well, no, I guess it. that is all the more reason for us to go to our next fight, which is going to be Queen Latifah versus <laughs> Jan Villant 
And uh, we're going to have you go ahead and lead us off, Jerry. I'm going to go with Queen Latifah because he's 5'8 in a 205-pound division. And I don't know. I think that's kind of fun to, that, just to see. A short guy in there knocking guys out, whatever. <laughs> Kev, who do you got for us on this one? I I do agree that there is some fun intrigue from the six footer, <laughs> six foot two Guillen to the five eight like year. I'm going with Guillen Viante uh, mostly because I don't think we do enough to highlight how good looking our foreign fighters can be, and he's from the U.S. But it's such a beautiful name. I got confused on how you were making that point. What exactly are you saying there? He's foreign, but hey. I was uh, drinking. No, I guess I was going American. for the name Guillen Viante is very uh, European. And while mm-hmm. he himself is from the U.S. of A., I just think it's good for people to see that name and think, oh, handsome European. I mean, what if his parents named him like Gain? strategy, as in, like, you know, man, this kid, he's going to have some gains. And then uh, they just screwed up like the birth certificate and they went they, with it. They can't spell. They were mm-hmm. too focused on gains. I'm going to call this kid uh, Gain. Yeah. <laughs> just look at how much gains he's going to get. And then Hold they on. Him. Is he from Florida? Let me check real quick. Uh-oh. Can get his hometown. It's not Queen a- Latifah uh, no. looks like he's got the gains. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big dude. <laughs> Kev, while you research that, we're going to go to our next fight. Uh, and New I'm- York, Raph, not Florida. So, uh, Well, so close. still not a great education system there. So. No. Uh, yeah, upper state. So. Yeah. All right. Let's have you lead this one off, uh, Kev. It is Darren Elkins versus Chaz Skelly. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going with the scrapper, Chaz Skelly, because I thought it said the scrapbooker. And I was like, what kind of fucking name is the scrapbooker? But I have a feeling I'm the only one supporting Chaz, so that's I'm going with Chaz Skelly. <laughs> the scrapbooker, Batman's least known arch nemesis. It's he, he's uh, that would be that would be a great comic book. Oh, don't nemesis, piss me off there, Batman! I'll put you in my scrapbook. <laughs> yes, in four that's to right. six I months, you're going re- to regret this. Especially you know after what else I make goes in trip my to Montauk. There. Batman, your dead parents. Look at them. Look at the memories you had. Very I didn't kill them, but I very I mean, much I didn't tracked it. Joe Shell did, but that's another story. Anyway, uh, Chewy? I'm going to go with Chaz mm-hmm. because Darren Elkins' chest looks like it's a little bird-like, maybe somewhat going to cave in. So, Okay, pause. Let's take a minute there. Okay. Zeke. Bird-like. Bird like, like the the it's kind of going inward instead of you know, it would be a term that big guys use for guys with small chests, right? Uh, it's a big guy thing. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure, I was just making sure. I thought you were above that. No, it's, it's a meathead term, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting, the daunting 145 pound Darren, <laughs> the damage Elkins. <laughs> I just love that, like, <laughs> poor Chewie has been like bullied into. Being the big guy on the show is we, the yeah, worst we yelled at him for using facts. bullying I've ever <laughs> experienced on the show. Like the reverse nice guy comes bullying. into town on the podcast. He's just like, I'm from Kentucky. I'm very likable. And we're like, yeah, well, we'll fix that. We will turn you. Absolutely. 
Uh, all right, let's go to our last fight. Guys, I'm giving you 30 seconds here because I'm just entertained to hear what you guys have to say. And yes, analysis will totally be in play on this one. Uh, but I am stoked to hear Kevin lead us off for 30 seconds on the championship fight between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Oh, no, sorry. No championship. Just street championship. Go on. Oh, that's right. It's the street title. First of all, I've been excited about Ireland versus Stockton since way before these two were on the map. And this only adds fuel to that. I'm going to go with Nate Diaz, and here's why. The fight's at 170. Now, Conor McGregor probably walks around at 215, 205 with his skinny ass. But he uh, 170 is a bigger division. I like Nate Diaz to put some grappling into this fight. I think we're going to see it go to the ground, and there's going to be some Conor McGregor weakness exposed. Okay. Chewy, you have the floor. You know, I but during this fight but with all the craziness going on, the one thing I've liked about Nate Diaz is that he's kind of like you know you, when you when he called Connor a steroid user and all this stuff, he kind of like he you know st- you know struck a chord there, and so I've liked him. He's kind of got Connor out of his element a little bit, and but I hope that Nate Diaz. I'm going to go with Nate Diaz because I hope that he takes it to the ground, and I think that McGregor's. We all know he's not good on the ground, so if he takes him down, I think he'll be able to work him. But yeah. So okay, I'm going to go at, with Nate Diaz. Okay, both of you are actually Rap. yes. Can I switch? Because there's no way both of us can say Nate Diaz is going to win. There's almost no way, right? Are we the first? <laughs> We've got to be the first pundit show with their like sweep um, Diaz. <laughs> That's got to be it. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. I don't think that we've had this happen, at least not for a while. But both of our participants are actually agreeing. That the underdog, the severe Vegas underdog, is going to somehow come out with the win, and it's based off of vague jujitsu and weight. If okay, you, if you were just well, and to be whole... to be fair, I don't like either one of them that much, but I think that Conor McGregor is a little bit, you know, I mean, he's he's a one forty five pounder, sure, but when he's moving up to weight. He's a little. You know, I, th- I think that he, he had his last fight was a quick knockout, but the fight right before that, he was getting handled on the ground by a guy who took it two weeks' notice. So I think he's a little overrated. I mean, that's excellent big man analysis. Kev, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, 50% towards switching to McGregor. Uh, only because <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm loving this, though. I'm kind of on the Nate Diaz side. I do. Uh, I think what we've seen here is the first wave that could wrinkle the McGregor confidence. What I mean by that is it just kind of seems like he gets how to talk shit on the Brazilian fighters. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that was already working on Dos Anjos. Um, it just translated well to Dos Anjos too. And Nate Diaz ain't going to be out talk shit. I don't know about that. Nate if Diaz. you watch the uh, press conference, it's not like he was out shit talked per se. But he definitely was like, no, you are. And then yeah, that's isn't that how Date Diaz always is? Like sure, but like, then once up, he man, realized like bitch. he did that for like the fourth time, Conor McGregor was like, dude, I'm just gonna keep coming down with insults. And at some point people are gonna recognize the no you're not. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Your mom, your face. Oh, isn't that the most that. annoying person to talk shit to, though, if you're good at it? I they will don't respond. Say, yeah, and, and I want to come back to Chewie in a second on this, but the thing I did notice was it may not have been the most uh, – like if it was a rap battle, it didn't last very long kind of a thing. Like clearly it one of them's Eminem and the other one's 
like, you know, the other guy who Eminem beats. I don't know. I've never seen it. Kyle. doesn't interest <laughs> right, me. It's I'm basically Purple Rain. I've seen it. I get it. Yeah, he wins a rap battle. <laughs> exactly. But um, if you're looking at it, though, even though you didn't necessarily see Diaz throwing one-liners, you did see they didn't really give a shit. Like, he wasn't at all affected by Connor's mind games. Super so I thought that was interesting. Chewy, here's my question for you. You say that you don't like either one of them. And yeah. I, I, I want some context in this because I think you recognize they're both good fighters. But is it just that you don't get behind them? Or do you see holes that maybe non-black belts like myself and Kevin don't see? I mean, no, not holes. I mean, like, the, you know, I don't know. I mean, like the – First off, I just I would like to see the sort of the wrinkle, like the whole the whole um, Dana White hype train with like Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, and all those guys. I'd like to see all that derailed just to see what happens. Yeah, but fun. also, you it know, like just fun. to see that's a fun side. Yeah, that is a got fun it. Bonus. Uh, the Joker chaos mentality. Got it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're both shit talkers, and I'm not really that big of a fan of shit talkers. Okay. Um, but I will say that, like I said, like like that you guys were saying, Nate Diaz just kind of sits here. He's like, I don't care. And I thought it was funny that, you know, he was sitting there kind of just going, whatever, I don't care, bro. You know, you know, like you said, you are. And then Conor McGregor got he was out of his element because usually guys get pretty like peeved and they try to like say something back and he would come back with some witty quib. And instead, you know, he kind of you saw him kind of get angry and break into a little bit of emotion. And that was cool to see. So I. I Again, I, I got nothing, but I just don't like shit talkers. I mean, well, then you've picked a great fight to go ahead and talk about, especially with these two. Yeah. Noted uh, respectful gents, Nate Diaz <laughs> and Conor McGregor. Kev, I have to ask you this. What will disappoint you in this fight? If it doesn't go to the ground, because... And let me phrase this a different way, because uh, Chewy, if you were fighting a world class striker, how would you try and fight them? Well, you're asking a person that's that's uh, reasonable and logical, um, <laughs> you know, which we know that Nate Diaz and his brother ne- aren't necessarily right. Like, Damn you know, I, I would say, hey, you got a black belt. Take that fucker down. Right. But instead, yes, you're like, that's what I pr- want. Just right, take him but- down, Nate. Like, I know you want to swing. You have plenty of time. Taking him down doesn't cost you any swings. You could do that for the next four rounds if it doesn't work. Just somebody put him on his back and make him tired. Listen, the two of you guys are talking about this guy as if he's not in this room right now. Conor McGregor or Nate Diaz? No, no, no. I've definitely, like, we've got Diaz on the line right now. Oh, God. Hold on. Raph, I'm muting you right now. Uh, Nate, Nate Diaz, are you, you're on the line, sir. Yeah, what's up, homie? Hey, I have Black Belt Chewy on the line. You know who I'm talking about already. I don't know that fool. I haven't seen him. You know, I mean, like, I don't know who I'm talking about. I'm so high right now. I don't even know what the shit you're saying. Okay, well, just hear the message that we want to impose on you, Nate. Take this fucker down. Take him down. And we don't mean, like, with your fists. Like, we're not talking metaphorically. We mean drop a nice single leg or a double leg or use like one of your crafty BJ. What's a good takedown, Chewy? What's a good like advanced BJJ takedown? Just anything. Take him down with anything. <laughs> Just take. Use the anything. I've never heard of it, but it sounds cool. Use it. Take him down. It's foot lock him. What do you think, Nate? Nah. 
That's straight up bitch move. Let me tell you, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, I'm gonna get him, I'm gonna do some like fucking ninja shit. I'm gonna like go over to him, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm fucking ninja shitting you, bitch. And then I'm like, I'm gonna like stand him up. I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, you're a fucking little guy. And like, yeah, I weigh a lot, but I'm gonna fucking bitch slap you right now. Let's call it Stockton slap. Yeah, what's on 209? Yeah. Okay. Uh, none of that. I, I can't argue with a word of that because it was really well argued. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? Like, I just heard you guys, you were talking shit on me and like, Chewie, we cool because like, you know, black belts look at black belts and they're like, yo, what's up? But like, Kev, what the fuck are you getting off, man? Well, we can fight next at the uh, 175 catch weight. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I know you fat ass. You're really going to get down to that weight. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You keep telling me that. It's going to be like better. just like that tattoo you're going to get with Nisha on your fucking you know, body and You shit. know what, Nate? I don't need this. You're getting plenty of mic time. Here's what I'm going to say. Do you remember when you got your blue belt? Yeah, no, dude. I was fucking high. What do you think about? Did you get it by ninjaing? Yeah, dude, I'm fucking ninja. I'm ninja Gaiden. I'm ninja turtles. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like Return of the Ninja. Um, like even like what Beverly Hills Ninja? Yeah, I'm that shit too. Well, you can see him fighting Saturday. Uh, verbal tap fans. Nate. Yeah, that's right. I just want to say two oh nine for life. Um, fuck you, Kevin Chewy. Let me ask you a question real quick, Chewy. Mm. Now, black belt to black belt. How much of a bitch is Kevin? I mean, I'm right here. <laughs> Nate. No, I mean, that's the important question. You answer it in front of him as if he's not here. Well, he's like, you're like a purple belt, aren't you, Kevin? Uh, like a purple belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but so, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he got that online. Like, he pressed the button and he was <laughs> oh, just did, like, yo. Did I he send in a video? Yeah, he sent in a video and he was like, oh, man, my shrimps are like totally fucking off the chain, man. And that's then legit. they just gave it to him. So, I yeah. paid for it. I paid for it. Uh, Nate, I'm Ooh. kicking you off the podcast. I appreciate Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to kick you in your face when you don't even look. <laughs> Verbal time fans, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, Chewy, we'll bring Nate. We have a Nate line. We have a BJ Penn line. Like, we just have a few people that like to stay engaged when it's their turn. And, you know, Nate just waits on us. It's really nice. Uh, <laughs> Raph. Yes. We could not get him to commit to a BJJ lifestyle. Uh, he was too high to remember his blue belt and seemed to just want to talk to Chewy. Uh, dude, I would rather talk to Chewy than you, so I don't really understand yeah, what don't the problem is either. there. I was just trying to get a BJJ dialogue started. We were just, hey, I'll we tell you this, guys. Hard. I just wanted Listen, to commit. I think the, the appeal is this, and I think this is where we run into the problem, and I think you guys already know it, which is they like the Stockton boys. They like to stand up. They like to box. That's what they feel most comfortable with. And I think Diaz has a great ability to keep some distance from Connor on this. Those extra limbs make him really, really a problem. However, Connor's going to use that Taekwondo and karate style and kind of work to get on the inside, right? Okay. Makes sense. The difference is I've seen Diaz get the shit kicked out of him before to the point where they threw in a towel. I have not necessarily seen that with Connor. I've seen him, yeah, get beat, but it's an interesting quandary. So is this going to be one of those times that precision is going to work with the speed? Probably not, but I really want it to. Nope. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, that I'm just, just willing Nate Diaz to win? Chewie, where are you at on this? Oh, man. I mean, you know, Nate Diaz probably wants to sit there and box and, you know, talk shit half the time of the fight right but right. that would be his um, preferred spring them why aren't they mic'd up for this one they are I mean, going to be right they're gonna be mic'd that up. would be an excellent idea 
I mean, the big thing is, I mean, you know, if he comes in there and, uh, you know, my my worst fear for the fight would actually be that, you know, the McGregor uses like leg kicks and just fights him from the outside instead of engaging. But like uh, Raph said, I mean, you know, the guy just doesn't go down. He'll keep fighting. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I do think I am looking forward to this fight finishing. And I do think uh, this is a comment to compliment to McGregor. This fight's going to end. Like Diaz is not going to be able to stand on the outside and spar until the fight ends. Like That's not happening. But let's say both of you guys are right. Let's say that it does get to the ground. How glorious would that be? Because Chad Mendez was using a, a wrestler's kind of attack and was close on a guillotine until he had a little bit of a slip out. I mean, it does provide an interesting thing. And if Diaz does create the upset of a century here, what world will we be living in? Perfect anarchy. I thought that was Chewy. That was my favorite point of this whole thing. Dana White has to deal with Nate Diaz beating up. How Connor awesome McGregor. would that be? <laughs> it's it really karma justice for Bisping being able to say he beat Silva. Like this is the world balancing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'm glad that we were able to go through all of those here. But um, I do need to ask you guys: we need tiebreakers, and tiebreakers come in the form of fight of the night and performances of the night. So I'm going to start with Kevin. Who, what is going to be the fight of the night? Fight of the night is without question going to Elkins and Skelly. Joke. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to go with McGregor Diaz gets the fight of the night. Performance of the night one is going to go to Eric Silva. Performance of the night two goes to Misha Tate. If he makes it out of the first round, good. If he, yes, if for second round participation, Eric Silva. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We wanted to make sure that we give that caveat because that's an extra bonus. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Chewy. What do you got for us? Fight of the night, McGregor Diaz. Smart. Perfor- are we in both performances? Yep. Performance one, home. Performance two, uh, Viante. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the way Chewie played that. That's uh, that's very smart, gentlemen. It's hedging. Here's the thing, and I didn't tell you this because Chewie, I, I need to just spring it on you. Oh, no. We do bets on the show. Oh, I remember that. I, I, that's the the thing. Keep going. I know, and I, I figured I wouldn't tell you because you've already listened. You know that that's kind of the deal with us. So we always defer to the guest first. Now, knowing what you know about Kevin, is there kind of a bet you'd like to wager with him? Mindful. That we're just the same idiots that you are. I mean, we're a different kind of idiot, but I mean, similar. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was wondering if you guys were going to ask the question before or after. Yeah, I wasn't sure how the thing was, or if that you weren't going to do a bet with me because I'm a black belt. He's a you know a lowly purple that bought his belt online. Um, but <laughs> Andrew Cray is listening. By the way, Andrew Cray is finding you. You're responsible oh. for that. Oh, yeah. No, that has nothing to do with me. I think you're referring to Nate Diaz. You can have Andrew. Oh, sorry. That's right. Nate well, Diaz right. accused me of having wow. my. Yeah. Andrew Cray is coming after Nate Diaz. <laughs> that's the way but I figured I would let um, Kevin, you know, decide what the bet would be since he's going to lose, you know, and let him decide what it would be. Fair enough. For a guy who doesn't like trash talk, you seem to become nicely accustomed to it at the end. Kevin has grown on me. <laughs> Yeah. Kevin, I have an idea. Oh, okay. So here's what I would like if if and when I win. Um, 
I see a lot of videos about people showing technique and how to do it well that you can mm. inflict upon your opponent. I'm not so much interested in that. I'd really like a good 30 to 45 second breakdown where you teach us how to get choked from the cross from the crucifix. So like an entry where you can show like, here's a huge mistake you make to get put in. And then maybe just you could show us a training partner applying the technique to you and talk us through that would be really helpful for me in video form. So on the off chance that you would win, I would demonstrate a technique about doing the about getting choked in the crucifix. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get crucifixed. You're just gonna demonstrate okay. how one properly does that, uh, and just shows us a nice up close view of it. Okay, deal. And then if I win, you will have to do a video, um, doing your best impersonation for thirty seconds, doing your best Wookie calls. Deal. Gentlemen, Deep. before we have an accord here, I'd like to put out one thing. If, uh, let's say, uh, Kevin does happen to do this and uh, does happen to win and Chewie, you have to do the video, uh, I think the name of the move that you have to show is called the Kevin. The Kevin. <laughs> Why does it have to be that? The How to properly joke. I've been known to get crucifixed on occasion. It's happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm using this intel as best I can, so it's very helpful for me. But uh, for whatever reason, I just like the idea that there would be, uh, you know what I mean, Kev, you won, so it would be nice for you to have a video with your name in it. You'll have a move I, named after you. I'm exactly. half flattered, so I, I do agree. I'll, I'll uh, well, we spoke to the worst part of your brain, the <laughs> ego, so, yep. Yeah, didn't help. It's, it's Denver. I'm a few shots in. Absolutely. Well, l listen. Uh, Chewy, obviously, this, I think, all sounds great. We're very happy to have you on. We've been trying to get you on for some time. Uh, you're a good friend of the podcast. You've been very supportive of us. We love your videos. We think uh, every, the best part is you always tell me every single time that you do real legitimate training, and that's never been in question. It's just that you guys have so much fun, and I think that uh, everybody who sees your videos gets a real big kick and a good feel of what your gem feels like. Well, thanks for the uh, all the, the kind words, and thanks for having me on the show. Not a problem. So here's the deal. What we're going to do is we're going to watch the fights this weekend. If you're so up for coming up next week on the podcast, we'd love to have you back to talk about the fights themselves. Sounds good. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Nick, Chewy, Albin. You guys can go ahead and catch Chew him. Jitsu? I'm just Chew Jitsu? Chew Jitsu. That's right. <laughs> ChewJitsu.com. Dot net. The dot com was taken at the time. Ooh. So I'm actually, I, I've just um, purchased the uh, dot com um, domain. And if you guys happen to be rolling through Louisville, Kentucky, you guys are going to definitely want to stop by Derby City Mixed Martial Arts. They're good people, really, really fun. And uh, we, we can't thank you enough, man. We're, we're glad you came through. That's been a blast. Chewy, I will continue to watch your videos and expose your weaknesses. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>we had a gentleman's agreement we weren't going to bring huge talented fighters on for over under kevin anymore did i make that up no no i'm pretty sure i have it in uh writing that i can bring whoever i want 
And by writing, do you mean that exclusive contract about the rules of this game that you run and autonomously get to control? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you try to put some, like, additions to the contract and amendments. No, and I was just kind of like, <laughs> overruled. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you're judge, jury, and execution? And I'm like, I am the law. And you're like, this is just an act. <laughs> is that your slide? Did you, you no, just, not. yes. I'll do you want me to do a slide? I just thought that was sly inspired. I yeah. am the law. I'll, I'll tell you, this is the real sly. Okay. Dread is that Judge Dread? What he was? Yeah, go. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's like you start doing dread, and it's like um, I am the law. You know, he's like no, say it with intensity, sly. Say but, it like you mean uh, it. You know, I mean, I gotta say, I just lost an Oscar, yo, and yeah, you know, it's, just, it's really hard and sad. But yeah. you know, I'll do it one time, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, you gotta prompt me with something. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Hey, it's not your job to be everybody's keeper. First of all, that's a terrible way to set me up. I mean, you, you're you not the law. What's the line beforehand? Jesus Christ, kid! I, mean, I thought he just shot someone and yelled it. No, I mean someone set me up with the pun. You know what I mean? It was just like I was. <laughs> Jesus, man. How many action films have you watched? So many. I feel like 50 that you were in. It's hard to keep track. Nice. I mean, at least four of them were Expendables. Jesus. <laughs> Definitely three of them. I don't know if Not you made four. a fourth one. No, Did I you... mean, one was, one was so long that it became It was, too. Yeah, I agree. It was a nice little HBO miniseries if they break it up. Uh, yep. Those movies are great. You just got to keep following your instincts. Yeah, so you go, like, cue me up or what? Oh, yeah. Hey, you're not the law. First of all, what's the line? Everybody's like, I'm gonna get off this line now. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do it. Uh, why would you get off the line? Well, I don't know because I was saying I was doing Just a scream. I Listen, am the I, law. No, I'm if not you... doing it anymore. I'm I'm done. <laughs> bit over because your inability to fucking set up a proper line yeah not even judge dreadline i just said give me a pun and you couldn't even fathom oh i thought okay i thought you were giving me uh yeah i wasn't there well uh people are now inside our magic raft uh, no i could talk to sly stallone for years and i'm fine (laughs) not getting the line right that was great he's just right there uh, fun podcast. I'm nervous about Chewy because I think I really feel like we're going to be rolling within the year. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely down to roll. And he's on one of those people who's uh, let's put it this way. I just one time in passing told him, I think you have a good top pressure game. And he was like, well, it makes you think that. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I don't I just, need your confirmation. I know. I and then he just does like one of those like emoji smile thing when i'm like no chewy stop it i'm gonna rock him uh ian over under kevin not in no, i was about to say to I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> shut up <laughs> everybody's like oh wait why kevin your dumbest no. thing that you do now is you tell people who can clearly beat the shit out of you that you have had knee surgery so now these people who are very functional at you who is very hard to knee bar apparently it's like a <laughs> open birthday cake with candles that you just look at and you say, it's not my birthday, but I'm going to blow that candle out. So 
But if you notice, I did not spend 15 minutes explaining to him I was good at not being kneebarred before all that. I, just, I mean, if uh, he listens now, he's going to hear what I hear. <laughs> no so. way he's listening. There's just very little chance. He's probably listening. He's definitely listening. Super easy to kneebar. I don't know what Raph's talking about. And mm-hmm. that's going to take us to shout-outs, Raph. Let's do it. I'm going to start. The lady's brother was in town as was his cousins, who are psychopaths on a snow mountain, but really good people to hang out with. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Steve, Jimmy, and Doug. Oh, Raph, it's not healthy. Like, the way they go down, they go up to the top and then just go scream. Is, ugh, no, I'm not going up there. Uh, Vicky went. They're all crazy. Blast to hang out with them and a little happy birthday message. Should we sing it to Palmeran? I mean, what's the best way to send to send someone you love a heartfelt birthday message? I will not be singing them. Oh, I thought you'd help me harmonize. I thought maybe you'd do a little Michael Jackson in the back, like ah, like a happy birthday thing. Mm-hmm. Not for Paul. Not my BJJ podcast arch nemesis. Okay, I just you know. I, I mean, obviously, happy birthday to you because now I have to say that otherwise I look like a fucking dick. So, Palmeran, yeah. if you're listening, don't worry. You did a podcast in about an hour's time. You wouldn't know what that's like, but happy birthday. Be disappointed. It's, it's a happy birthday to Paul Moran. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Uh, let's go ahead and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Hey, guys. I don't know if you know this, but there's a white belt tournament that's going on at Valley Martial Arts Center. It's going down this Sunday, March 6th. There is still time for you guys to go and enter. I would highly, highly recommend if you've got white belts or you yourself are a white belt looking to go ahead and look for a competition. It's cheap. It's real relaxed. Uh, From what I'm hearing, we're getting a lot of our friends that we're going to see there, too. So if you are looking for information, go to valleymac.com. That's V-A-L-L-E-Y-M-A-C.com. And uh, go ahead and register there. Hopefully you'll run into me and feel free to say hello. I'll be probably screwing something up, but I'll be around. And uh, let's go ahead and shout out Breakdown Academy. Our good friend John Evans and company just recently went down to go compete at the Jiu-Jitsu World League in San Diego. Uh, I haven't had the chance to see any of the matches yet, but uh, John sent me a couple, so I'm going to look at them and uh, get some good notes. But we had some good stuff going on there. Uh, Shout out to our good friend Andre, who uh, competed in his first tournament. I heard did really cool things. I mean, he's a beast in the gym as is, so really happy for him. Also great news for Ani, who had some great uh, matches as well. We want to shout out as well Bonnie and... Uh, Eric Medina, who apparently had some good stuff going on as well. I mean, obviously, we know a lot of people who competed there. So if you did compete and we didn't shout you out, come yell at us on Twitter at VerbalTapCast. We'll consider it. I can't promise or anything. Or leave a five-star review on iTunes and explain how wow. badly we missed. Yeah, good job, Kev. Thank you. <laughs> just, uh, no uh, guests until five stars. <laughs> we just had a guest. No more guests until... Five star reviews go up. Wow. Uh, this was an exception. <laughs> Why isn't it an exception, Kevin? I don't know because you booked it and we can't do over under with just me in a protest. <laughs> that's not going to go great. I think that's as good a place as any to go ahead and call it. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Uh, Ref, is there any discussion to call the. White belt tournament, the Oscar belt tournament. No. 